So this guy, Robert, he wants to know why Messina is so handsome. Oh, oh, Messina. Messina why Messina is so handsome? I can tell you that, man. I've known that guy since forever. You see, what happened was... That's when he gained all his physical charm. So, you know, oh, it's, a, it's a pretty okay. quick story. Yeah. Right. Google him. All right, I will. Welcome to Game Go, a podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we feel. We are your hosts, Hatebit Hero and Sonorith. Let's get this episode going. All right. Hi. Um, we wanted to start this episode off with uh, some shout outs to the people that commented or. Uh, have shown their support in these early days. You know, it's really What important. up, Serena? What up, Leslie? What up, Banjo? What up, Messina? What up, McLaren? What up, Art of Ramo? Callista, Jory, Damien, Jaded, and Chubzilla. Thank you guys very much for commenting and interacting. Yeah, that actually um, means a lot. Uh, and... You know, it, it'll definitely help us out uh, to get this off the ground, which, you know, is where it needs to be. And we also want to thank Squarespace for um, what they do, because now we have a website, which you can check out at GameGoPodcast.com. GameGoPodcast. GameGoPodcast.com. <laughs> oh, and Adventure Zone for, well, they were sponsored by Squarespace, so we got a discount on that. Yeah, that was sweet. Awesome. A bim bam. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So to kick off this episode, we wanted to uh, make some small corrections to last week's episode. We made a few minor errors, which I know uh, seems impossible. But um turns out the last FIFA game to release on the PlayStation 2 was 14, not 17. I mean, that's still like crazy recent, but it's not as immediate as I thought. And uh, you mentioned some DS games that you were Yeah, on that about. same topic, because we were just talking about games that, like, are coming out way overdue on systems that they probably shouldn't be. Like, that was on, what, PS3? And right? 2, yeah. And 2, yeah, the, the FIFA even, games. Like... The DS games I was talking about last time I wanted to throw in, like, Frozen and Big Hero 6 came out on DS, not 3DS, within the last three years, 2013 and 14, respectively. Um, another, while we're on the DS... Uh, there are actually a lot more than just the 14 games to release. I don't understand why Nintendo's official site wouldn't show a lot more of these. I mean, it's not like they have to feature only their own games. But either way, uh, yeah, there we found a wiki with a lot more than the, than just that many 3DS games, which we're going to talk about more on the horizon. Yeah, uh, and um, the Street Fighter DLC, I think, actually was already live by the time the last episode went up. Um, so you can go enjoy that now. But... Um, Actually, it turns out the Thailand stage got pulled for some religious chanting in the background of the music. I don't know if it was intentional or not. Uh, either way, they already are changing it, so I you mean, should be able to enjoy it by now. This already happened. In Zelda. In Zelda. I think it was the exact same Why won't the game too. industry learn? Yeah, I don't really I don't. It really was know. both chanting. They changed the music for chanting in Zelda, and then also They some, changed the uh, mirror shield because right. it had some Islamic references. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like just generally steer clear of that. I mean, it doesn't really... I don't think it adds to the game really, uh, enough that you're like, okay, well, you know, let's risk it. <laughs> it's it, To me, it's interesting to see where they're drawing the influences from, but then also in this world now, like, just the way it is, it's like, that racist. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, that, that, 
that is a thing that resembles IRL. It's racist now. <laughs> yeah, so you know, um, hopefully people don't uh, break down their doors for that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess not too big a loss. It's a DLC level. Um, maybe they'll just, you know, redo the music later. Yeah, I think Remove that was some the of the plan. chanting. I don't know. All right, in uh, some major news, um, there's actually this last week has been pretty busy and uh, kind of exciting. Uh, depending on who you, uh, what games you enjoy, um, they announced the new Call of Duty. Uh, they're taking it back, kind of like Battlefield One did. Um, so they're going to be going to World War Two, and that's actually just the name of the game, Call of Duty WW Two. Thank God. Yeah, uh, people were getting really tired of the whole like super soldier future jetpack jumping uh, shooting, uh, and so this could be a step in the right direction. I feel um, like just that there were so many art like. Every other franchise was already doing something futuristic. If you had, if you were holding a gun, you were already kind of expecting to have some other weird, crazy ass powers in every other first person shooter. Yeah, that was a weird trend. Like everybody seemed to move forward at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think piggybacking off of how Modern Warfare did when that came out. Yeah, it was great when they decided to catch up and contemporize themselves, but fictionalizing themselves to a sci-fi point, I think that's where it started getting too far. It wasn't even, I don't even think it was that. I think it's the fact that that's all they did after after the first, because they did Modern Warfare, and then they did one where it was more futuristic, mm-hmm. and then every, that's there, all it was. Yeah, yeah. It was just and it's cool like once or twice, but like keep it fresh. Um which actually is kind of ironic because they did do World War II like when the series first started. But, you know, now they're going back to their roots. Uh, hopefully it'll be a good change for them and for the fans because I know I think Infinite Warfare was very poorly received. Yeah. Critically, I think it did all right, but uh, a lot of people weren't super excited about it. I, th- I think that, that well is just starting to run dry. And honestly, I think it only sold as well as it did because of the Modern Warfare remaster that was... That was included. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually is uh, relevant to our topic today, but we'll get to that later. Um, they did say they're going to have a Nazi zombie uh, like story experience. It looks like it's going to be co-op, but it, you know it's going to be separate. There's going to be a main campaign. Um, uh, we should have looked this up. Do we know who the developer is on this one? Because that sounds like it's then Treyarch if it's going to have the Nazi zombies. Uh, no, actually, the zombies was um. Well, yeah, you're right. Um, but I think it's Sledgehammer. They're all kind of starting yeah. to like. Yeah. Um, I think Infinity War did the zombies in Spaceland one in the newest one. Okay. Which actually was pretty cool. I tried it. So um, I guess they're letting that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're just kind of realizing that that's really popular. Nobody, I mean, special I, ops. Isn't I'm a, still surprised it hasn't branched off and become its own thing. Uh, I think it where it is now is is good, because. You can tack it onto a larger package. You know, you can focus on one big map instead of, you know. Instead, they, yeah, instead of having to... You possibly, like, maybe for too big a price are offering too little if it's just uh, yeah. if it's just Nazi zombie. I can understand that. <clears throat> and it's they, just so strange that it's like there's a war simulator and then also you can shoot Nazi zombies <laughs> in the same package. Well, and then in Infinite Warfare... Well, I mean, they've been doing this. Every DLC pack also has, like, another zombie map. Mm-hmm. So this is something they can work on and, and just okay. keep adding to it. And it'd be cool maybe if they, like, for 30 bucks you can get just all the zombie stuff afterwards. But I think what they're doing here is, is, isn't is a bad idea. Um, the game is set to release November 3rd, which actually confirms a, a leak that had been uh, revealed earlier before the uh, big event. Um, or they, they release all this information. The There's going to be a multiplayer mode where it's going to be specifically Axis versus Allies. And I saw a picture where there's it looks like a lobby or like a battlefield that um, 
there's just a bunch of people on, and it doesn't look like they're necessarily fighting. It looks like they're just hanging out there. So there's like um, lobby, it's yeah, like reenactment style. <laughs> like you can just before you go off to battle, like you're at a camp or something, and there's like a bunch of sharing a cup of joe with the enemy. Not the enemy, just your team though. Ah. But yeah, no, the, we'll we'll see um, more about that. If you pre-order it, you do have a chance, I think, to get uh, into a private beta that's going to be held later this year. Okay, talking about that being in a lobby, it's, it, I, in my head, I'm just imagining like when you're waiting for a paintball round to start, something like that. I think, yeah. Uh, but I think all they showed was like a video about that. They didn't really go into depth, so we're not really sure uh, yet okay. how how that's going to play into it. Um, but they did say that uh, they didn't want you to feel like a one-man army anymore. Good. Because, like, in, oh, in not just in the multiplayer, but also in the story. Um, I'm hoping there's nothing crazy about the multiplayer where you have, like, a jetpack or some other weird abilities. I like, can't imagine. If have. it's supposed to be World War II and they really want to try and stick to their roots, I can't imagine them trying to get creative. Like, they did come up with BS, like, equivalences for, uh, what is it, World at War? What, that game was supposed to be Vietnam. And somehow there were still things that you found only in uh, Advanced War, in, like in Advanced Warfare, in the multiplayer. Oh, uh, okay. Like there, were, there were different little features in that that was like that didn't exist back then. Okay, so what the hell? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, they. I think they're taking another page out of Battlefield One with uh, the campaign. Those uh, the story was focused on a few soldiers, and it kind of told a more personal story, which I think it, it worked out. I, I played a few of those campaigns, and uh, it was cool. So I think they're trying to more to to emphasize like how scary it is to to like be thrown into like a huge war like this. This to is get not off a, fun. A, yeah, to get off a boat in Normandy and you survive by luck, mm-hmm. like by no skill or you know you can't quick scope that you know you survive because they just weren't shooting at you at the time. Right. Um. So. The fact that you made it is nothing but statistics. <laughs> yeah. They threw men at this, and some of them came out. Um, so it, hopefully it's it's uh, they don't screw it up. It, it already seems like everyone's happy with this, and I think it would take some work for them to, like, really alienate people from the idea. If they take enough pages from, you know, the the, the first Call of Duties... I think they can make it happen. They just strayed way so way, way too far from it. Uh, like you're saying, they're going back or not going back. They're trying not to focus on you being a one man super soldier. It also seems like yeah, cool. We're gonna go back to its roots because that's very much what it was. Like you didn't depend on your AI, but man, like it felt great when they did take down like just even one other dude. It's like yes, thank you. I needed that help. <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, I remember reading something about this one. You don't heal anymore just by standing behind cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big change. Yeah, you actually, from what I gathered, it looks like you actually have to depend on your crew, like your squad. A medic has to throw you a health pack. Fucking, that's a a ridiculous idea right there. uh, We'll see how that uh, comes out eventually. Um, Another big announcement in the world of gaming was, uh, well... Less an announcement, more of an update. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, they showed off some of the characters and a bit of the story. Turns out Sigma from the uh, Capcom universe and Ultron from Marvel are going to combine into Ultron Sigma, and he's going to be the big villain of the game. Yeah, um, of some kind of amalgamation character. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be using the Infinity Gauntlet. Although, in this game, uh, it's no longer going to be a three-on-three you know, fight game, fighting game. It's right. going to be two-on-two like the original... Like back to their roots, also. Um, yeah. 
and you pick an infinity stone when you're going to play. And they each do something different. Like the power one does like a juggling thing. It helps you juggle. Uh-huh. Uh, time, not time, sorry, space, it will push the enemy back. If you, like, oh, you need gives a them bit more knockback. If you need a no, you activate it and it like pushes them back. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So that's how they work. You hit a button and then the, your infinity stone ability happens there and then. Yes, but there's okay. also like a powered up version of it when you fill a meter. So like the space one, if you activate it once full, it locks the enemy into a cage basically. Okay. So they get a little bit of up and down, but like they're severely limited, and so ah, you have the chance you... to like juggle them. Yeah. They can still hurt you. It just they don't have the they potential don't, they, to like follow they have up no on their attacks. Anymore. Yeah. So you just have to be careful. But that looks that looks cool. Like um, it looks like it's gonna be a complementary thing to how you play. Mm-hmm. Or you know, if you have like a deficiency in one area, this then is where this you can will, make it for this it. This will fill that in. Or or on the on the opposite, exaggerate and like exploit something that you're really good at. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's it for Marvel vs. Capcom. Moving on, we have the new 2DS XL. You're really excited about this one. It looks cool. Like. It, it's mostly screen, uh, is what I saw somebody say. <laughs> Which, honestly, that's, you know, it's going to be $50 less than um, than the th- regular 3DS XL. Um, well, the new Nintendo 3DS yeah. XL. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this one actually one folds. I don't know if you remember the 2DS. It was like a wedge. Yeah, that People was a weird... Was a sh- it looked like a slice of pie when it was on its side. Yeah, it, it, it's 80 bucks now, but this one uh, actually folds. It's going to be 150 mm-hmm. and um, it looks nice. Like, it looks good. Uh, they are releasing a special Dragon Warrior 11 bundle. It looks dope because there's, like, a little metal slime basically melting on top of it. So it's got, like, a little bump to it, and it's got a face on it that's smiling at you. Is this one actually smaller than the new 3DS, or is it? does it just remove the 3D for a... To deliver on a lower price, uh, screen to console ratio, like it looks like the screen's bigger, so I'm thinking it is going to be a smaller, uh, console uh, handheld. Okay, all right. <clears throat> and it's um, it's good if you like. I never used the 3D. Like I would turn it on once in a while just to see, like, oh, how did they like? How how good does this look in 3D? And I would turn it off after like a minute. So uh-huh. if if you're not super focused or worried about it then this is perfect for you you're going to be saving 50 bucks which it, honestly that's enough to buy like a game or two and i don't right. want to like drop 200 bucks on the 3ds and then have to buy buy a game right right you know? right and it's the, i mean the bundles they get you a game that you may or may not want they're always good games they're most of them are nintendo bundles but i mean mario kart 8 and mario kart 7 has been out for so long you know yeah you can only get so much enjoyment out of that mm-hmm. um now, we did mention earlier that uh, there are more 3DS titles than uh, we thought. You yeah. Were, you were looking at some of those, right? Yeah, we started looking up a couple other sites that uh, contradicted what we said last time. Turns out there's going to be a lot more titles than we thought, uh, especially uh, considering the fact that the 2D, this new 2DS had just released. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're not going to, like, release this and then just kill the console. Right, right. And and this just lends to that. I mean, there was Monster Hunter Stories... We're going to get uh, Miitopia soon, which is basically like Find Me and Tamadachi Life kind of put together. There's yeah, a combat cool. element with your Miis, and they party up, and uh, apparently they level up depending on how they handle the Tamadachi Life section of the game. It's kind of a weird uh, game math put together there, but that seems like it'd be pretty interesting. Layton's Mystery Journey. I think this is Lady Layton now. Um, that's coming out soon. Ever Oasis. 
Kirby's Blowout Blast is coming out soon as well, uh, which is just the uh, Kirby's Blowout Blast from the Robobot game, minigame in there. They're turning it into its own uh, downloadable title. Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Specters is due out soon. That's basically their uh, Pokemon Yellow to their Bony Spirits and Fleshy Souls as well. So yeah, a lot more games than we thought are going to be out soon. Yeah, and uh, actually, this one I'm actually kind of excited for. Uh, everyone's been like, you know, excited for that uh, open world game. They're finally getting some DLC for it. Uh, two Worlds 2. <laughs> <laughs> that game came out like six years ago, and they're releasing DLC for it now. I don't know why. And it's not on the current gen consoles. Yeah, that's the weird thing. I don't know. Like, are they going to update the game to it's be on the new stuff? PS3. Or? It's Xbox 360, right? I, I'm wondering if you have to, like, are they going to release it for those, or you can only get the uh, expansions on PC? Like, I, I there's don't know. no reason to do this. Uh, on a more serious note, Zelda Breath of the Wild, they finally showed off what the DLC is going to be for the first part of the expansion, uh, the season pass, which for 20 bucks, I mean, it already seems like a good deal. Um, they're adding a feature to your map called Smart Map, and it will track your movements throughout the world for the last 200 hours of gameplay. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's a big-ass map, so it does not hurt to know exactly where you have and haven't been on that thing. Yeah, like, as you're following your character around, it you'll see, like, oh, my, I've never gone up that hill for whatever reason, and there could be something there. So hopefully this will help people fill out their uh, completion percentage and um, really get the most out of the world. It seems like a good idea. Um they're also going to release something uh, hard mode, which it I don't it doesn't seem like hero mode from previous games where you would just take double damage. Um, this one enemies will regenerate their health if you don't finish them off, so you can't just like knock an enemy over and then focus on his uh, like allies. You have to make sure you go in for the kill or at least just remove them completely from the uh, scenario from the equation. Like yeah, they need throw to be eliminated. Cliff. Yeah, um, and they also all will be receiving a level up basically. So like. The regular uh, Bokoblins are going to be like the the blue ones, and the blue ones are going to be silver. They did say that um, you will find enemies that you wouldn't find in the normal mode. So I'm kind of excited to see what that's about. Yeah, what what are what, these going to be entirely new enemies, or are they variants, stronger variants? I think they're stronger variants. Like um, Lynels, I think are going to be like the white Lynels now, and the white Lynels are going to be something different. So that's cool. I'm All excited right. to see like how much harder these enemies are going to be. Lynel fights are, are fun. They're terrifying. I, I, I always, got them down to the point where it's just fun. <laughs> I freeze them up and then just go to town. Just constantly. <laughs> um, and they're going to be releasing a horde mode called Trial of the Sword. There's an area in the game where if you go, it'll basically take away all of your uh, weapons and equipment. I, I think you keep your runes, which because otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't stand a chance. But it's going to be about 45 rooms and... As you're going through, I guess you can pick up the weapons that your enemies drop, and maybe you'll find other equipment to, to help keep you alive. But if you get all the way through it, it says it's going to release the true power of the Master Sword. So I'm, like, assuming that if you can get through this ridiculously hard trial, you're going to get a weapon that will just mow everything down. Like, I can kill a Lionel in two attacks or something. What I'm assuming is that, like, uh, when you fight Ganon, and it goes from a 30 to a 60... I'm going to, my bets are that it just stays the 60 the whole time instead and probably does something about its endurance. Yeah, maybe it'll just last forever now. Unbreak, like a, the one a completely unbreakable weapon. I don't know, weapon. like, 
it goes to 60 whenever there's evil around. Um, but I feel like uh, having that all the time isn't worth, isn't enough of a reward. I feel like maybe if they boost it up to 100, like that would be a lot better. Uh, but we'll see what they do when that comes out. Yeah. I'm thinking, I guess because I'm thinking of the endurance, if they boost that up, then the attack, like you can bring that down. Like, if, if Endurance is going to be boosted at all. Yeah. Then still make it, like, a fair weapon. Yeah, and then uh, this is my favorite part of it. Like, all, all this stuff seems cool, but they are adding, like, new uh, outfit pieces, which is exciting. Uh, you're going to be able to get a Korok mask like they wear in the game or in Wind Waker. You can get Midna's Twilight mask, um, which even has, like, the orange hair that turns into a hand on the back. I don't think it, this yeah. one turns into a hand. Like, the but, ponytail yeah. is the hand hanging back. Yeah, you can get the Phantom Armor, which was in Phantom Hourglass, but I think it's specifically Zelda's Phantom Armor from Spirit Tracks. Yeah, it's got that pinkish hue to it, like she had. Right, yeah. And uh, the really cool one, uh, Tingle's costume. You get the little boots and the red underwear and the the green hat. It looks cool. <laughs> We're looks aware silly. of what really cool means, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, which I think you'll agree with me on the next one, though. You can get Majora's Mask. And that is actually pretty effing cool. I mean, hopefully it gives you, like, Skull Kid powers, but we'll see. Um, all that, like, that seems worth it for the season pass, especially knowing they're going to release more stuff in the, at the end of the year. Yeah, this is it's 20 bucks for the season pass, and this is just the start of it, right? Yeah, I yeah. do believe it's only going to be the two chunks, but this is already, like... A good extra amount. This is ten dollars then. Yeah. Right here, and then you're gonna get whatever else comes out later. That Which seems is pretty extra nice. Extra content. Yeah. Similar to uh, seems similar to uh, what they did with Mario Kart Eight when uh, yeah they had two pass or two major releases they were gonna do of DLC by the uh, season pass and you get them both. Yeah. I think nice. they do DLC pretty well. It, they they haven't been doing terrible. Uh, their mobile sure. releases have had worse. With worse luck. Yeah, but uh, I think their their major console releases, I think they they handle the DLC well. I remember hearing some numbers, and they do a lot of conversion. They they take a lot of the free-to-play, and they do end up making a lot of buyers out of them. So I don't think they're going to be stopping whatever they do on mobile anytime soon. <laughs> Although Animal Crossing is allegedly going to be just pay it once, and then you're free to play it. So That's pretty sweet. Yeah. They, need, they need a... They need to have at least one title on their mobile suit that does that. Sweet. Uh, Mario Run, I think, had that system. You got the few first few levels for free. You pay ten bucks, you get the rest of the game. Right. And then I don't really think that there's much of a else that you you could pay for. No. I could be no, mistaken. <clears throat> You're right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we have some smaller updates. Uh, there's a. Fallout tabletop game announced. Uh, it's coming from Modifius Entertainment. Modifius. Yeah, they made a uh, another game called Thunderbirds, and they made a Kung Fu Panda board game. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff, actually. I think they even did a Star Trek one, or they're making one. Um, so far, we've just seen pictures, and it, it there's little models, and they look great. Like, it's a little T-54 power armor. You have some super mutants on the other side. There was a Deathclaw and a Nuka-Cola machine in the back. I, I need to look up yeah, images. Yeah, it looks cool. I could only imagine seeing a small army of these. Yeah, um... They've only just announced it. It's called Wasteland Warfare. So uh, I think you're going to be able to go and help them fund it. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. So, I mean, you know, we'll see what uh, what really makes it fun. Uh, maybe you will consider supporting them. Um, another small update is Heroes of the Storm. 
they recently updated the game with a 2.0. Um, it basically turns the game into more of an Overwatch reward style where you level up characters and your player account and you get a, you get loot boxes and it gives you four rewards and it can be like a skin or spray or an announcer pack. And some of the stuff looks really cool. Um, and I was actually got into it now with my friends. Um, we've been playing recently and the constant like reward like carrot in your face like it I, we, it's fun like, i haven't given this a try because i've typically shied away from mobas but i'm seeing one, yeah I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this is the moba for people who don't like mobas which i guess i should i could trust this considering that i was playing overwatch and that was the first person shooter for people who don't really play first person shooters you know well yeah and um it it yeah it's it's great like it's not just one map that you're playing over and over and over again um, the characters, like, I have the healer who I can actually just play as, like, a damage mage. Um, and the objectives are different enough on each map that you feel like, you know, you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. It's not a slog like uh, other MOBAs become after a while. Um, and right now they're doing something called the Nexus Challenge, where if you play five games with your friends each week, you get rewards. So you can get, like, an Oni Genji skin in, in Overwatch or uh, I think Diva's coming to uh, Heroes of the Storm, so you'll be able to earn yeah, she is. a spray for her and a skin for her in Overwatch. And on the last week, which I believe is in two weeks, if you play five games with your friends, you get ten loot boxes in both games. Ooh. Yeah, so that's uh, that's worth it, I think, uh, for five games. Play the games are games. short. The matches are short, too. It's not like a 40-minute match like in the other games. It's, it's like 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And Manageable. Like, the characters, you can experiment with them enough, like, if I played the same character ten times, I could probably find ten different ways to play them. Nice. Okay. I mean, it's a bit of an exaggeration. Typically, but yeah, you yeah, go yeah, for you one character have... and you see that they got the one play style. That's pretty nice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, and then this is kind Split of a big deal. Splatoon 2. I am excited. Me I too. did not play anywhere near enough of Splatoon 1. I loved every time I played it, but I did not play it enough. I As soon as I find a Switch. <laughs> Right. I'm going to get on that Splatoon 2 as soon as that releases. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty exciting news with Splatoon uh, and the Splatfest. People are going crazy with the last Splatfest that came out. This Callie versus Marie, if you guys remember. Uh, Marie was the one that won the final Splat test in Splatoon 1. At first, we all thought this was just, oh, okay, that's a pretty nice send-off for their final Splatfest that they're going to support. Yeah. But as it turns out, it's actually going to... Or at the very least, everybody figures that it's going to be affecting the story of uh, Splatoon 2. Yeah. Um, on Nintendo's official website, at the official, uh, at the official Splatoon website, you can see the prologue of this of, of Splatoon 2, or read the prologue, and it it's kind of a somber, kind of dark. You know, I mean, it's not like anything bad is happening in it. Nothing, but but it's kind of. Sad just, and yeah. talking about the post uh, post Splatfest fame that both of these characters have ha- are, are getting. I mean, they were already celebrities on their own talk show about about uh, Splatoon, but apparently they've been boosted to like idol status. They're busy and they're not getting to see each other as often. And um, it the the prologue puts a little bit of focus on Marie herself and her inner thoughts. And I, I mean, I guess when left to her own devices, she starts coming up with some not bad thoughts, but concerning thoughts. Very, 
it, it's definitely a p- uh, potential fuel for what's going to happen in the in the, the conflict of what's yeah. going to happen in Splatoon I'm 2. I'm hoping that this is, like, the beginning of the foundation for, like, a major story. The first game had a story, and it wasn't, like, super, in you know, enthralling. No, yeah, it just seemed like, hey, here's a bunch of, you know, little... Stuff you need to do. <laughs> here's a bunch of weird squid kids who get to tag everywhere, and it's not illegal. <laughs> yeah, but, um... I mean, honestly, a Cali versus Mari thing would be crazy. That would be that would be cool. It's the one thing that I mean, they were supposed to be a duo the whole time, even though they were constant. I mean, they're on opposite sides of every Splatfest, obviously. But I mean, it's still a really interesting idea to take what we saw as just you know a regular feature, and now no, and that's that's that is the background plot line for why Splatoon Two is happening. Yes, and actually, because people. Participated in this and Mari won or Marie won. Um, that's affecting it. So it's a really cool way to ha- meaningfully have the community affect the story of something they give a f about. You know. Yeah. Uh, actually, knowing this going forward, I'd probably I'm gonna when the next one comes out, I'll be more active. More active on the Splatfest, knowing that yeah, okay, my like I uh, my performance, my decisions are actually gonna have an effect on this, maybe. Yes, uh, if they do a third <laughs> one or yeah, consider or it. moving forward, like just from one Splatfest to the next one, maybe they'll do a a thing. Um, and this was actually kind of surprising. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe came out uh, last Friday, and it's weird because it. It's be, it's a remaster, basically a re-release of of Mario Kart Eight for the Wii U, and it's become the top-selling Mario Kart game for day one sales. It sold almost half a million copies in one day. Yeah, four hundred fifty-nine thousand in the U.S. on launch day alone. Yeah, Mario Kart Wii is is now the second best-selling. That sold four hundred thirty-four, and that's with the Wii. That's the one that like everyone bought, like your family console and. Oh, and also, you know, Mario Kart Wii. Like, of course, everyone's going to buy it. Yeah. This is surprising. Switch had moved 2.7 million units uh, worldwide. Um, Wii, I didn't have the numbers for that. But, I mean, just to give you some context, that's that's a huge number of the owners of the Switch already got Mario Kart 8. And considering that's a brand new console that's been out for, like, two months? Yeah, a month, if that, something like that. Very short time. (laughs) Um... So yeah, this is crazy. Uh, this is gonna be part of our our topic today, um, but again, we'll get more into that after our overviews. Uh, yeah. So if you've been uh, following us on YouTube, you may have seen us play the first episode of Guardians of the Galaxy: The Telltale Series. Uh, the episode's called "The Tangled Up in Blue," and um, it's the first part of like a five-part series. Uh, the game <clears throat> it looked good. For the most part. And we're talking graphics. Yes. Animations looked kind of stiff. Yeah. Especially considering they've been doing these games for so long. Um, It feels like they should either, I don't know, they they should have it down by now. I feel like people try to give them a pass. It's just a Telltale game. It's like, it's the most basic of animations. They really don't have a lot of excuses for this. The whole conceit with Telltale uh, series is that they are telling a story. And that you are making, you're part of the story. You're making decisions, but when you have an animation that looks really weird, it really like I, it pulls me out of the story. To me, it's the same analogous as misspelling in a professional release yes. story. Uh, it is no, it is no different. That 
if somebody were to misspell the word juxtapose with juxtapose, that's going to stick out for fucking ever, you know? Yeah. Just like these weird animations or stiffly done animations sometimes do. Uh, yeah. And then even occasionally, one time we shot somebody and the game froze for like five seconds. For no reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that scene where he's scanning the body? Yeah. It was it was fun. Um, I mean, I think the enjoyment aspect will override the kind of uh, janky animation stuff. At least in my in my opinion, it does. Yeah, as much as we're talking about it, it really is like the one really like bad thing about it, and it's not even terrible bad. It's just uh, I mean, they they really should be better. Yeah, um, the story was pretty cool. Um, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, I'm looking forward to see where that story goes because it looks like they're trying to play a more of an emotional... Well, they always do. They're trying to stay with that emotional, like... Uh, what's it called? The uh, appeal? An emotional okay. appeal. Um, it's about losing people, basically. Um, the music was, was good when they were using licensed music, like old-school music. The score was, like... There was one point where you're fighting somebody and the music just seems kind of off. It doesn't seem appropriate for what's happening. Um, but it, it was a fun game. I'm looking forward to the other games. Uh, the only thing is... What was that? I wanted to say about the music. Uh, yeah, people are making a kind of big deal about the whole... the About with the, the songs, I guess, the, the taste that the director has in it. Yeah. And, and even in this game, they went and, I guess, taught... Is it the director or the writer? Who's in charge? Like, who's the guy who's actually in charge? Because they talked to him. James Gunn. <clears throat> and apparently in this game, as far as he was involved, it was in picking which songs they were actually going to use. But then, I like, I mean, I guess maybe it doesn't have any as much significance for me because I didn't watch the movie. Yeah, but, that's something we should mention. Uh, yeah, James Gunn said he approved the soundtrack. Now, I don't think that's an official, um, you know, capacity. I think more of it was, like, yeah, that's good. Like, you done good. Because this game tries very hard to be like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which for a lot of people is, like, the entry point. I mean, for me, I, I didn't read the comics. I still don't. So it it definitely tries to take the style of uh, of the movies. And sometimes it, it, it does it. Like, Drax is still, like, he doesn't – he takes things literally. Rocket sounds like a street-talking raccoon, like Bradley Cooper. But it's actually Nolan North this time, so that's – Interesting. Um, and the music. Uh, like, he has a tape mix um, called the Rad Mix Volume 1, which if you saw the movie, it's the awesome mix. That's kind of like a silly, I was like, okay. <laughs> Why did they change Who are you that? trying to fool? Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, the game was fun. Um, I think they do need to smooth out some things. Maybe don't try so hard to copy the movies. Like, if it's its own thing, that can still be good. Um, I, yeah, I, I'd give it a 7 out of 10 if I had to give it a number right now. Okay. It, does, <clears throat> it, doesn't, it doesn't flatter the original in trying to imitate it so much. Yeah. Especially <laughs> with the weird stiff animation sometimes. Considering how good, I still haven't seen it. I need to, and I guess after watching or after playing through the Telltale one, now I want to watch it a bit more. Yeah, it's definitely better than that. If you enjoyed like some of the positive things about it, you would like the movie. 
Cool, cool. Um, you, uh, you oh, played... I'm sorry. No, I was going to say one thing. It didn't have the puzzle solving of, of some of the other Telltale games. Um, I understand it's more of like an action-packed kind of comic book-based thing. It just, I don't know if that's going to be the norm. I hope that there is more like puzzle solving. There was one interesting bit where you had to like basically scan a time echo and follow it to find what you were looking for. And also with his little jetpack uh, boots, um, it looks like there's more opportunity to explore. So hopefully they utilize that in the in the future episodes. All right. Now, what are you going to say? Uh, I mean, did you like the action? What It was uh, okay. I mean, it, it didn't really feel like I made a difference. Other than you get to keep going through the story instead of dying. Yeah, there's two parts where you just left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger. Yeah. Right? Honestly, even if it had like a health bar over the enemy, I would have been like, okay, like that's even a little more engaging for me. Okay. Because I see that he's dying and then like right. I kill him. But instead, you're just I'm just pulling just the triggers pulling and, and they fall we... over dead and then I'm pointing at another guy. I even didn't <laughs> even stop pulling the triggers at one point because I was yeah, just like, okay, I'm just gonna ends, keep right? waiting. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, I think in one case you did have to aim, but that was more of like a quick time event. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, uh, it's it's fun. If you like the movie, I would check it out. Uh, and it's five dollars for the first episode, right? Five dollars for the first episode, and um, twenty for. Yeah, it was twenty. It's nineteen ninety nine for the season pass, which, which is, includes the first episode, yeah. and will give you access to the other episodes as they are released in the future. Cool. Um, we didn't. We weren't able to find a a release date a for release the second date for episode the next, yet. Right? No. They kind of keep that stuff up in the air, and then they just kind of release it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping this doesn't take a year to finish. Uh, all of them were slated to release this year. I hope it doesn't take the whole year. Yeah, that would. Well, but then they're also working on, like, uh, the new Walking Dead one. I hope it doesn't take the whole <laughs> damn year. Yeah. So you played Kamiko recently, right? Yeah. Uh, it came out. I got it on the Switch, um, and it came out last Thursday, which is a weird release date. It was April 27th. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, it's five dollars for this game. It's like an indie, indie, indie game, but it's it's actually pretty fun. Um, it is kind of short, but it, it it's an action RPG where you're playing as one of three characters. You're basically a, a shrine priestess, and you're supposed to activate four shrines in a level and then teleport to the boss, and then that's that's a level basically. That's the game loop. But yeah, but you're exploring the dungeons. You have to. It, there's like sometimes of like a puzzle thing. It's, it's honestly, it's kind of like exploring a Zelda dungeon where you have to find a key, you have to find items, put them in the right place, and then it opens more of the level for you. Okay. Uh, the music's pretty good. It's like, it's chiptunes. The action, I didn't know, but you can charge up attacks. It takes up some of your, uh, I think it's special points. And it's basically your mana, which you actually, you'll use not just for that, but you also use it to activate shrines, to open treasure chests, and sometimes doors. So it's good to not waste it all on special moves. But the more combos that you get, you build up combo every time you kill a creature. Uh, it breaks if you don't kill something or if uh, you get hit. But as you're building it up, more and more enemies will drop more skill points for you, to uh, special points for you to utilize. So eventually I got to the point where I was just spamming my special move and I was earning more points than I was using to, to, to activate it. Right. That's um, a good spot to be in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was kind of short, but you do play as three different characters. The maps are the same, but um, they have different attacks and uh, special attacks. So it's it's kind of fun to go through it and like, okay, I used the archer the first time. I'll use this Captain America-esque shield thrower this time, you know. Um, and there's even like, it keeps track of your times. 
So this seems like if you're if you want to speed run a game like this is like a good place to try because it even it, it tracks how how fast you took on a level and then your overall time. So I've seen speedrunners where they have certain checkpoints that they're like, if I can get past this point by this time, then I'm on track. Otherwise, yeah. I should start over because I'm never going to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was this actually a cool feature you don't see a lot in video games nowadays. But there's four items. There's one in each dungeon. So there's four dungeons. Um, if you find the items, then you unlock a sound test mode where you can listen to the music in the game on the main menu. It, it, I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's cool. Like, cause some of the songs are good. I especially like the uh, like the Lava Zones uh, song. So I can go back and just listen to that if I want to without going through the whole game. And uh, the game is, is pretty short. Like I said, it took an hour to beat me the, to, to the first time. And that's when I didn't really know what I was doing. But like I said, it is for speedrunning kind of. Um, it seems like you would get enjoyment out of it just playing as different characters. And it, it's like a very, like, there's no real consequence for dying. You just go back to the last checkpoint. So if you want to just blow off some steam killing a bunch of little sprite monsters, listening to some cool music, this seems like the game for you. For five bucks, I think it's worth it. I would pick it up, uh, you know, instead of a burrito or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about some games that um, haven't come out yet. They're on the horizon, I think, as we've mentioned before. Uh-huh. Um, actually, this one that just kind of leaked, so this is all unconfirmed so far. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll super talk new. More like, I found out today, this you morning. saw it when? This morning? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just put that on there. Uh, Darksiders 3, somebody, uh, I think on Amazon, they posted a, uh, a link or a picture or something. Um, so, you know... This could potentially be the first sequel to this game in a while, especially since THQ closed down. Like, nobody knew what was going to happen with those properties. Right. Um, so it'd be cool to, to see if, if this actually comes out. Um, apparently, though, you're not going to be a horseman this time. You yeah. played as War in the first game. You played as Death in the second game, which didn't it didn't really pull me in as much. Like, as, as they were different kinds of people, I expected different gameplay, but it seemed like... Oh, okay. That's fair. To be expecting the same kind of gameplay out of all four of them, considering they're completely different elements of bad things to happen to people, they should play fairly differently. The first two, I mean, death was a like massive upgrade to war in gameplay elements and therefore ability. He would he, he had a lot more at the very least there was a lot more decisions to make about weapons and such. Yeah, but I, I that particularly doesn't seem for me at least to add to the the fun, you know? It was cool as war to be like a Devil May Cry God of War kind of character. You're just juggling enemies in the air. With death, I don't know, I, f- I feel like maybe more of a hitman kind of, you know, like... A sniper, some kind of assassin, something, something that's more quiet. Yeah, uh, something more, like, what's the word? Uh, more calculating. Okay, okay. Instead of just combo gameplay, like, you know. Something to contrast what we already got. Yes. A different flavor. Yeah. Anyway, in this game, you're not playing as, as uh, I think, Pestilence and Famine were the last two. Which is something I'm against. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did I already say that? No, but that just sounds weird. Like, you're against Famine? Like, you like eating food? No, it, I'm against the fact that... Oh, that you're changing the... That we're not, shit. we're not, yeah. Th- we were all following an obvious theme of, let's go with the four horsemen of death, and now we're going to switch it up to some... Random outsider. To be fair, it's called Darksiders, not the Horseman. Random bullshit outsider. <laughs> anyway, you're playing as Fury. Uh, it was all caps in the description. 
She's going to be a mage, and it looks like she has a whip. Um, and she can transform or something. She has some sort of transformation powers, and that lets her traverse the environment more. So, I mean, well, that's pretty much all we know about it right now. And like I said, these are just rumors so far. Yeah, it's, it's a leak, fairly so... breaking leaky news. Yeah, leaky leaky leaks. Uh, so, leaky. Uh, well, I, yeah. Um, and coming up, we want to talk about a game that's actually real. <laughs> this has already been established. It's it's a game that's coming out for the Switch. It's called Wargroove. And War this is de- Wargroove. It's developed by Chucklefish. These are the people that uh, made Starbound. And they've also published like Risk of Rain and Stardew Valley. I had no idea about that. Yeah, they published. It they... Looks just like Advanced Wars and Fire Emblem. Yeah, they 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 just helped with it. Um, it's coming to Switch along with Xbox One and PC. Um, but focusing specifically on the Switch here, like it seems like a really good fit for like to take with you. You know, that's why they released Advanced Wars and and Fire Emblem on the Game Boy and the 3DS and stuff because you could just take that anywhere you want. Um, and it really seems to take a key a, a, a page from Advance Wars, where you, there's multiple commanders that you can you can pick from, and I think each of them are going to have their own abilities. And the game itself, it's basically like Fire Emblem, and Advance Wars had a baby. Yeah, it looks like there's because where where uh, Fire Emblem has different heroes for your troops, and they level up individually. Uh, Advance Wars uses like groups of units, and their strength is the, is basically also their health. This, the gameplay basics are essentially the same, but that little difference uh, completely changes your strategy when you're going in for the attack. Yeah, I remember the first time I played Advance Wars was uh, Days of Ruin, and I didn't know that the characters, the heroes, weren't the units themselves, so I was very careful with my characters. <laughs> nope, they're just dispensable soldiers. Yeah, um, so, you know, if you like Advance Wars more, this is probably more up your alley, but I think even the, the, advanced, the, the Fire Emblem people would like this. Um, and there's going to be multiplayer, both online and local, both co-op and competitive. So I think you two can team up against like an AI or against each other. And there's going to be a campaign and an editor. So it looks like you know it's, it's definitely like medieval advance wars. I'm looking forward to it. It looks cool. I mean, I saw a dragon attacking people. Uh, yeah. We, then there yeah. were other guys looking like barbarians, kind of resembled like the old school barbarians from uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah. This game is definitely right up a, a strategy RTS. Slash tactics fan, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for today's topic, I wanted to talk about recycling. You know, the big three R's are uh, remakes, remasters, remasters, and re-releases. And yeah. Uh, I mentioned it with Mario Kart, and there's been a growing trend since, like, the last generation or two of consoles to basically release the same game as an upgraded edition. Like, uh, the a definitive edition. Supposed upgrade. And, in fact, with Darksiders, they even did the definitive edition, which yeah. is not a, not clever enough. Nope. Um, specifically with a game like Sonic, where every Sonic game they've made, it seems like they do the Green Hill Zone. And it's not even... It's just, this is what it looks like in this engine, or, like, in, now, this time. The two um, latest releases, Forces and Mania, are both going to start with the Green Hill Zone. Yeah, and I understand they're trying to like draw people in with what made the game special in the first place. Like, look, this is this is a promise of better things to come, but it seems like they they stopped trying after that first level. Um, and even so, it's like I'm only gonna buy the same lie so many times. I've seen you guys retry to make this game so effing many times. That, like everyone else is tweeting about the complaints with this Green Hill Zone. It's happened oh too many God. times. Yeah, their people are. 
Like, oh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, Sonic is far from the only culprit of, of re-releasing and remaking its own games. Like, Last of Us, I mean, that game is amazing, but they did the, they did the jump from uh, 3 to, to PS4. Mario Kart 8, God of War, Uncharted, Street Fighter 4, which they released that game four times in five years. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm the only one that thinks that it could have just mostly been patches. Yeah, that. thank God that it seems like, you know, it doesn't look like uh, Street Fighter Five is going to get as many major releases uh, like uh, Street Fighter Four did. Because it's kind of, I think, it was the last time that it's like we're going to be okay with buying the same fighting game this many times. Yeah. It's essentially the same engine, and just every time you're tweaking some uh, a couple of facets, maybe adding a few characters. Right now, where, we're, where we stand, and even during the last generation, it was already possible to make all of that DLC. Yeah, um... um... They did the same thing with Marvel vs. Capcom 3. They did Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, remember? Yep. And all they did was add a few characters. And, like, I understand that they want to change some stuff, but that's that definitely needs to be something that you leave the door open for, not like, oh, you have to buy the game again. Sorry. $60. That's $120. Bucks for If you bought all these games, that's $240. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's a lot to expect. That is uh, that is almost a, the next generation's uh, uh, console yes. purchase. Like, Hate was upset about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Switch. That... That that was like five years ago, four mm-hmm. years ago maybe, and that's two releases. Um, I, I I don't think this that, that that's nearly as bad as Street Fighter Four, uh, but yeah, like you said, they're hopefully learning with, from this with Street Fighter Five, and they never do that again. Um, and I understand sometimes why they decide to re-release a game or remaster it. Uh, I mean, games like Uncharted and Last of Us, I think those are iconic games that people who maybe weren't old enough at the time or couldn't afford a PS3 and now they have a PS4, those are games that they could or they should experience because, I mean, I think some of those games definitely have not just lessons but, like, themes and stories that can really, like, affect a person. I mean, these, I think, are the highest examples of video games as art. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I just... Backwards compatibility used to be a thing. Yep. And uh-huh. I don't understand why it ever went away. Yeah, I mean, in Nintendo's case... They keep changing their format, which is kind of weird, but I understand, like, you can't just put a disk drive in the Switch. Yeah. Like, specifically, that one is meant to be portable. Um, but, I f- you know, the Sony and Xbox, they've been using disks the whole time. I feel like I, if they prioritize backwards compatibility, that would... I'm not, I'm, it would be a huge selling point, and I'm hoping... I mean, I can't say for sure because I don't know... I'm hoping you wouldn't add too much to the price of, of it, you know? Right. Uh, I would like for them, if possible, to, like, go into the next one with the hope and, and maybe, like, the idea that we should make this so that we can, at a cost-effective, uh, you know, rate, move it to the next generation whenever that is. Right. Because I would rather play The Last of Us if I wouldn't want to buy it again. I'd rather play the PS3 version on my PS4. Over having to buy it again yeah. just to experience it with all the new stuff. But you didn't even need that. It was fun when you first played it. Yeah. Um, like, I don't need the multiplayer to look great. Like, I, I mentioned that in the first episode. I would play it. If it looks a little fuzzy or, like, stretched or something, then so be it. I, I You know, it unless it very, very, very drastically affects the game, I don't need it to look as beautiful as possible. Um... I asked one a friend of mine, McLaren, he said that he, he thinks that there are so many re-releases are being driven into the ground. And they do provide that nostalgic sense for people that, that played the originals. But nowadays they're releasing games like not even five years after they came out originally. So it's it's not like, 
oh, I'm playing like an old remake of a game from the 19, like like Dragon Wonder Wonder Boy, where okay, you turn yeah, into a dragon. Yeah. That game is old. That that I can understand people being nostalgic for that. Not The Last of Us. Like, oh, I remember that game when I was three years younger. Like, yeah, yeah, three. Oh, it was it was like it was three years ago because it was. <laughs> yeah, um, my friend told said he he preferred new games would be developed. Not not just trying to like earn sales from that sense of nostalgia. Your newer games can have a bigger impact, and they could connect with an old and newer audience. And you could argue that for remasters, but it's very definitely like remember this game. Like you can play as Joel again. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand why it's done. I just it's an easy cash grab. Yes, but I feel like if they're devoting this much energy into releasing something they've already done. It, think about how much more they could do if they focus that energy on a new game instead. Mm-hmm. That's like, the I, that's the mentality I have as far as these guys. They AAA publishers. They have money. They have they have more time and freedom than a lot of other guys have. So it's kind of contradictive to what you might think of their efficiency when they're using their time, like you said, to pump out re-releases. Yeah. Uh, take but, that same amount of time and give us something new. We what? Why would you be afraid? Yeah. Um, and the worst part about this is <laughs> I I probably support this kind of stuff with my wallet. Maybe not my words, you know? Like like I, I said earlier that Skyrim is coming out for the Switch and I'm going to get it. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, they added a feature in that it's portable, and that's not really even them. That's, that's Nintendo adding that. Um, yeah, that's, that's a part of the uh, system itself. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I said, I understand... It's easier to polish a turd, well, not a turd, but it's easier to polish up a game and release it than it is to to make a new one. But it, add add something to it. Don't just make it nicer. You know, uh, a coworker of mine, I asked him about The Binding of Isaac because that game's been released as, like, Rebirth and Afterbirth and Afterbirth Plus um, yeah. a few times. And he, he was pretty passionate about defending that game. He said, you know, they added a couple of things. They added multiplayer to one. They added you can make your own dungeons and stuff, apparently, in one of them. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of extra characters to unlock. And I don't know how I would classify that versus Street Fighter, where all they did was add new characters and stages mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tweak some numbers. This is a very tricky line where I think you can't really just say, like, no remakes, no remasters, just new stuff. Because, like I said, there are games that people should be playing, and without this sort of stuff, they don't have that opportunity. So what I feel they should do is follow more Scott Coffin's pattern of releases and do almost everything within, what, two years? Five games, right? This is the guy that did Five Nights at Freddy's? That is right. Five Nights at Freddy, everybody's favorite horror game, yeah. which, like, took him, like, probably in total, what, seven hours to make the whole thing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to downplay his achievements because that series is insanely popular. That is not exactly a downplay. It is very impressive what he did with That's as little true. as is in the game. And, I mean, the <laughs> I mean, forget the game. Like, let's just forget the game. The lore that you get... Oh, my God. ...when you get that game for as little as it is because he's not going on a big-budget uh, release. <clears throat> he's not releasing these, like, their big-budget titles. He's an indie guy, and he, what, asked 20 bucks? I think so, yeah. Maybe even less. I, I've never... Uh, yeah. You're right. Uh, he released... The, f- the first four games, as far as I... I've, from everything that I've seen, they're very similar, but he does... He adds to the lore. He makes different characters like Springtrap, you know, uh, Mangle. He's constantly building this world for 
not a whole lot of money, you know? Like, yeah, like he's, uh, I mean, all he does is get together with Matt Pat, maybe pays his lunch. They see where the theorists want him to go. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. If, if only. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. And then and then the icing, the cherry on the cake on, on, on the series and what he does in terms of uh, coming up with new content. He, he The fifth game, Sister Location, you, you know, I expected more of the same. And he completely blew me away. Like, I, I was only marginally interested in the series until this game because it was completely different than anything else he'd done. He could have just done another look out for these new characters for Five Nights. Yeah. And he actually made a story, and I think this kind of ties a big bow on the story. I'm, I'm, I'm not Yeah, it fully, for the yeah. most part does. It answers a lot of questions, or at the very least, now you have almost all the pieces for almost every question you can ask, leaving with very few Um he leaves it to be a complete experience that at the same time improves every time, leaving every title different enough from the last to actually be called the next title. Yeah, I think what he does... And that's different, I understand, because he's an indie indie game and, and the style of the game isn't quite as, as uh, costly to make. You know, there's not a lot of moving parts in his games. It's mostly still images even, like just at a literal level. Um, but... With a team as big as some studios have, I feel like this isn't a bad way to go. Like, for Zelda Ocarina of Time, you have a Majora's Mask. For this, you have Five Nights at Freddy's 1 through 4 and Sister Location. You, you don't have to b- rebuild from the ground up every time. Sometimes you have what you need to make something great. You just have to look at it in a different light or step away from it for a minute. Um, and, so, you know, I, I don't think re-releasing an old game is is necessarily the answer. I think if you look at it and see what can I change about this to make it new without, you know, going into a five-year development cycle, like, that's, that's, you have to be more efficient. Work smarter, not harder. I think another good example of that is uh, going from Link to the Past to uh, Between Worlds. Yeah. Where I mean, they take basically the same, they're not the same assets, obviously. They were all redone. It was given a, a, a new look and given 3D but essentially still the same game, but you cannot call it just a uh, a version update or a DLC. It is a full-on new sequel. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's just our opinion. I'd like to hear what you guys think. If you email us at gamegopodcast at gmail.com or leave a message on Facebook or comment in the videos on YouTube, we can talk about this more next time on the uh, on the next episode. Well, that about wraps it up for us this week. Thank you for listening to the third episode of Game Go. We are your hosts, Sonrith, and with me as always, Hatebit Hero. We'll see you next time. Stay sexy, Messina. Thank <laughs> you.